Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends. Welcome to the podcast. We're closing up the week strong here. Um, Had so much fun doing the podcast recently, just having friends every day, sometimes doing it solo. Thank you so much for listening all these days. Um, keep your DMs coming. Uh, I, I read them all. Like I said, I don't always get back to all of them, but I do read most, most of them. Um, today on the show, I am joined by, um, someone who I was already joined by. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Oh my God. Okay. Emil Joaquim is back, everyone. Hello. Hi. Cause we added another show we to did. this week of St. Louis shows. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be one show. It was supposed to be one show that was last night, but then we had one added on Tuesday and then, um, we're doing one tonight, which is Thursday. I know you're hearing this on Friday. Um, and then also I have, uh, piped in from, New York, uh, you know her, you love her. It's Anya Marina, everyone. Hi. Hey, girl. How are you? Good. I'm dying to hear how last night was. Um, thank you for asking. Last night, Emil, what do you want to give it? Um, for me, six. It was better. I mean, it felt, I don't <laughs> know. A six for it was, you? I, yeah. I mean. What did you give the first night? Um, maybe a eight but that was oh, because of yeah. how but that was because of like oh first night for first night back i was like expecting it to yeah be really, i didn't really totally bad. eat shit so i was like i was expecting i was like i should just expect a bomb that way anything right. above it is good yeah okay um Wait, can you describe the scene because i haven't been inside a comedy club in four months the scene was it is a comedy club that i would have never worked at um if a global pandemic would not have hit um not that it's a bad club but because i used to do theaters and this place is like (laughs) it's so funny i don't want to come off sounding like a diva right now but like when i've when i've been working theaters like i have a rider backstage where you have a list of like all these things that you need to have like oh we had i mean anya you were in charge of making sure my rider was filled it was like a veggie tray different hummuses salsas vegan chips um, a latte waiting. Like, and guys, I know you're like, Jesus, Nikki, you don't need all this stuff. I was very uncomfortable asking for all these things. Cause I don't really need all this. And Anya kind of convinced me like, dude, they have the money in the budget, like set aside to get this stuff, like get what you want. And then we would just take all the snacks home and eat them on the road. Like yeah. protein in bars. The music world, anyone in a band listening is like, yeah, this is how it goes. Cause you're so treated like shit all the time as a musician. The one thing you look forward to is the dumb hummus tray in the green room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you, you know you need all the snacks for the next show or the next night. Yeah, because <laughs> not everyone gets your rider right, and so when they do, though, they you can really they they have to get all this stuff. And it's I don't like to send people on a wild goose chase, but I do love wild geese, and so I often <laughs> have people actually searching for wild geese from venue to venue, and it's very difficult in some places, um, like Miami. But uh, we and weird that you wanted them stuffed and dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted them to die of natural causes. <laughs> it's weird that you wanted to do it yourself, though. Isn't that odd that you asked for <laughs> no, that? No, I think that there's. Yeah, I, I wanted a whole. Um, there's uh, a beauty to it. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? A taxidermy kit. I ask for backstage <laughs> yeah. at every show. I don't and want I, to be high maintenance. But I just could I get <laughs> could I get some gloves and a uh, a, a carving table and a de feathering <laughs> um, mallet. 
Um, so anyway, I, uh, I, but I go to this club and there's like, I mean, it's been shut down for a few months. So there's been, there's like flies back there. I mean, I don't want to shit on this club, but it actually is like a really nice club, but there's like kind of gnats backstage. Nothing I would complain about to the point where it's like, get it together guys. Because it's like, they've been shut down. They're just happy to have their fucking doors open. There was like no paper towels in the bathroom, which if that would have happened during a theater tour, I mean, it would have been like, how do you guys not have paper towels? Like get your shit together. But now I'm like, I have no, I have nothing to stand on in terms of like, guys, I need this thing. I'm like making no money. No one's making any money. I I feel bad. Even there's not a, no, there's no waiter coming back and asking if I want food. There's no, they did get me Perrier's shout out. Thank you so much for stocking the mini fridge. Um, Yeah. It's been a, what does that sound? It's been a huge, there's a. Sorry, somebody's deciding. Let me close the window. Yeah. Um, there's been a huge uh, dip in the accommodations. And it's not by virtue of it being a bad club. It actually is like, a, it's a really nice club. Yeah. So if you want to support comedy, go see um, Comedy in Helium at, at, in St. Louis. And all the Helium clubs are great. I feel bad that yeah. I'm shit talking. No, no. I mean, you know that. I mean, more clubs. It's a yeah, good club. I just haven't been in a club in a while. Yeah. And it's like, they're oh also, God. I think they know that they're like trying to like catch, they're playing catch up. Like they, every time someone would run in the green room, be like, do you guys need anything? They're just sweating their ass off. Yeah, and they're wearing masks. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to make people like do things for me that are already working so hard and they're understaffed and they're but they're also probably overstaffed because they're trying to give people work it's just a yeah i don't even i'm so grateful that businesses are even operating so but it's just you know it's a different experience i I, i'm making the same money that i did in 2009 and i'm um i'm just feeling like a new comic again and that's so were there um, people in the audience yeah dude i sold out okay you think i was for no one that's what I mean. Like, I just want to know what it's like. Are the tables far apart? Are people <laughs> distancing? They're not yeah, at all. I was telling you that I didn't get hummus. And you're like, no, just tell me if the people yeah. got COVID. It looked the same. Um, really? Like crowded? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I and- mean, it's not because the, the capa- they stopped the capacity at 125 and the room can support 275. So they definitely okay. like cut the capacity, but it's i mean this the tables are six feet apart and there's like a block on there's a a a quarantine section on stage with electrical tape that you have to like stay in this block otherwise you're like as a performer where you're gonna like spew saliva like like blue man group like splash zone i remember (laughs) i remember um you know months before covid like being on stage and spitting because i was like like emphasizing so much someone Something so much that I actually like spit on a woman and being like, I'm so sorry. I just got like spit on you. And she's like, it's fine. And now that's like a hate crime. Now she's dead. (laughs) Well, yeah, now she can't complain at all uh, because she's got a tube down her throat. But um, were people ordering drinks and getting drinks? I don't really pay attention to the that, but yeah, I assume. Did you see orders being taken? Yeah, they had to because the kitchen was open. But now that I think about it, not a lot of people were getting... I don't remember seeing people like eat and stuff. People are not wearing masks inside. There's one woman wearing a mask at her table. I did see night. that in the back. Yeah. It was funny though. Cause the first night I asked, yeah. I was like, are people wearing masks here? And some guy was like, in the front was like, woo. And he like had a bandana around his neck and he put it up and then he just put it back down. And I was like, you taking it off here. I was like, you're, this is defeating the whole purpose. Why would you wear it outside of here? I don't know what's going to, that's gonna what I wear on a trail when I might come across one person. Isn't it fun though, to be able to wear a bandana like stylishly now though? Like oh, I was thinking about that. It. Yeah, I looked. I'm kind of like, like, this looks cool. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. Around your neck, to... you mean? Yeah. 
It does look cool. You the Ian Fidance look. I feel yeah. like a golden retriever a lot of times. Just like a, a, a rich person's dog or when you, I have like a fancy bandana. Yeah, where you turn it around and you're like a little boy scout. Oh, yeah. It does look cool. Yeah, yours looked cool yesterday. I was oh, kind okay. of jealous of it that I just didn't have one of those. But um, I, uh, yeah, the, the the whole thing about the masks, I was trying to like, uh, it, it, people need to wear people go but i'm not scared of getting it and it's like no it's about giving it and so it's the same thing that i always say when people don't wear seat belts in cars because they're like i don't care and they're kind of just like asking to die it's usually people that just don't really value themselves and i'm right. like well i want you to wear a seatbelt, and they're like i'm not worried about it. i'm like honestly i don't give a fuck about you i just don't want your body flying around in this car when it flips and yeah. your <laughs> heel hitting me in the temple right. and me going into a coma because you didn't wear a seatbelt so yeah. you wearing a seatbelt actually impacts me it's the same thing about masks they think it's because you care they're like that's so sweet of you to care about my seat You're like i don't give I'm a like fuck. i don't care about you at <laughs> Do all not like i you. just i i'm not wearing a seatbelt so i kill you if i fly <laughs> but i want right. you to wear one yeah so um, how did you feel on stage like it's been so many months since you've performed what was it like i am not gonna lie right now and i'm gonna honestly and i said this yesterday on the podcast i i really yesterday i cried a lot a lot a lot because i was like i don't want to do stand-up anymore because i don't like doing things i'm not great at and the only way to be great at stand-up is to do it every night i mean that's the only way i'm great at it i know that there are other people that find ways to be good by like writing during the day or like i don't know doing shows for their stuffed animals i don't know how you get great at, <laughs> the only way to get good at stand-up is to do it so if you can't do it consistently if i'm only doing one gig every month i'm never going to get better than i am and honestly i'm a lot worse than i was in february a lot worse like i'm back to probably like six years in Nikki, like that's how far I've fallen, but I keep making the comparison to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would not go play in the finals. Like I was thinking about doing a special and I'm like, there's no way I do a special right now unless yeah. I could get in the reps. You should go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do envy singers and I know they get out of practice, but you can just like sing your old songs. You don't have to like, to get good at singing, you can just sing a lot, like because the audience always is going to applaud at the end. There's nothing you need from them in between, yeah. I, and you can rehearse on your own. But as a comedian, you cannot rehearse on your own. No. It's just one art that you can't do. And you can't bomb. Like I feel like I would always fantasize being able to do music because you could be like, there's silence. You don't need to elicit a reaction, really. Yeah. You could quote bomb and be like, that was a great gig. Like they were paying attention. They were silent. They were just listening. Yep. Yep. Or if they're talking a lot, right. you can just convince yourself like, oh, it wasn't because they didn't like me. It's because it was, I was like playing at a event where they talked a lot. Like, right. I'm not saying music is easier because I'm grateful that comedy is the way it is for many reasons that music, like, because Anya, you're a musician and there've been so many times that you've probably envied what I do because there's ways to parlay it into money that aren't for you. Do you agree? Also, there's less carrying of heavy stuff. Yes. You have to carry shit. I mean, and you have to carry your extra people. Yeah. Paying a band. Yes. 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 And so, people just giving, stealing your stuff and thinking that, that it's owed to them. But right. I guess you have similar stuff with like you guys record specials and well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, of course, I've envied comedians. Yeah, you guys can just show up at a venue and do it. But it is so much more 
uh, exhausting the amount of work that you do, just going from gig to gig to gig to gig. I just, I feel night. like, but that's the only way to get good. And that's what I like about it is that that's the work is going out and being social and hanging out. Like the work isn't behind the scenes as much as it is on the scene. But when you take away the scene, no one can get good. I can't get better with this amount of work on my schedule. It's just not going to happen. I am not going to write as much. I'm not going to dive as deep into different, like, I'm just going to, it's going to be stagnant. And I fucking really, uh, like had a, a crazy breakdown yesterday. I went on a run and then I was just like, what am I doing with my life? My art is dead. I don't even want to do the thing that I am good at because I can't be good at it anymore. And I just have to find something else. So I'm, kind of stuck and then i performed last night and it was great <laughs> and then she killed for an hour on stage yeah, I was gonna <laughs> like, literally. yeah. okay good. she was like so, i can't do it i've been murdered for like 55 minutes straight yeah but it's it's not the same i'm staying standing by the fact that unless i can do this every single night and get back to that world like i will step away from i i am in search of another thing to to become great at because i can't be great at this right now also you're coming from a, prepared. sorry go ahead I was going to say, she's coming from a tough spot, though, too, because right before this, she was doing, like, theater, like, sold-out theaters, and you were doing it so often that, like, the writing part was easy. Like, you were just yeah. always in it, so it's like you were thinking of new tags all the time. Like, jokes just came easy. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, the that's when stand-up's, like, the funnest, is when you're just cruising. Like, you're just hanging. During the day, you're not, like, stressed about I the show. I wasn't thinking about stand-up during the yeah. day at all. I wasn't thinking about stand-up even a minute before I walked on stage, and suddenly now I'm like, oh, what am I got to actually work... The problem is I have to put a new kind I of, uh, I have to approach stand up in a new way. And it's just, I don't want to, I've gotten really complacent with how I can just show up and the, the material just kind of falls out of me. And now I'm going to have to like actually work to get it out. And it's just, um, I, I just don't want to do it. I don't have the same enthusiasm for like joke, uh, joke writing that I did when I was 20. Just, I just don't anymore. I'm kind of like, I know how, I just have to approach it a different way. I'm going to have to do mushrooms. I really think I have to do mushrooms pretty soon because I need a new perspective on life. I need something to crack me open and give me a new outlook on existence and life and my purpose. And like, I need a fucking moment. I need ayahuasca. I need something. I need it because I am so lost. I feel completely lost. And I think everyone feels that way. So I'm just, I'm not saying that I'm like original here. This is your Jordan moment though. That's why he left. He was so good. Yeah, like, he, he did a he, bunch of ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did a whole eat, pray, love Julia Roberts thing. I'm not found Jordan. Himself. No, but he, I mean, that's how he felt. He was like, he won like three championships and was like, I fucking, I know, I'm but the so best. I need to murder my dad first. Then I can start doing that. <laughs> Get some gambling debt and then we'll try to make <laughs> it happen. I haven't won three championships. I haven't even Jordaned yet. So I can't go play baseball yet. But I think the quarantine is facing, forcing me to go play baseball. Sure. But so uh, it's cool to know that you have a lot of muscle memory, much like a professional mm -hmm. uh, sports person. Um, how much of your set was prepared and how much was extemporaneous? Um, prepared. I mean, a lot of it was like old material, like and, and breathing new life into it, approaching it because I don't remember any of my jokes. It's so weird. Jokes I was doing in February that were like, you know, a joke to me has probably like, 10 to 20 punchlines in it, like a whole bit. Right. A finished bit has like 20 punchlines, like let's just say on average. And I was doing some, and I can only remember 
four of the punchlines. I have 20 that I used to have. And I used to think there's no way I could forget those 20 punchlines. How could you? They're so good. It all goes in an order. It makes sense. And I'm on stage just like grab, grasping for like, what was that one line? And, and all of my notes in my notebook are just two words. Like I don't ever longhand write down an entire joke. So now I'm starting to like actually write down actual jokes, like the whole, the way I say the whole thing. And I think that just might be because I smoke too much pot is I can't just like look at a piece of paper with two words and remember an entire paragraph based on those two words. But I just envy songwriters so much. I've been listening to so much Taylor Swift recently and like singing her songs. And I'm like, God, she can just, as soon as this is up, I mean, she can go practice and then go on like a tour and be fine and not have to like develop new material about, I'm just jealous. Yeah, but then you have to like write a song, like a melody and stuff. Like that sucks on its own. But then once it's done, it's done. And you get to play it over and over again. I don't pretend it's easy to be a musician because it's not. But um, Anya, how are you feeling about writing music right now in this climate? Not good. Not good at all. (laughs) Yeah, are you Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm so pumped to be like, hey guys, I know there's like Black Lives Matter and everything's going on right now and we're having a major worldwide civil rights uh, problem in a pandemic, but here's my new single. Do you know how uncomfortable that is? Right. (laughs) Yes. It's not comfortable. And a lot of my millionaire contemporaries are like, I just want everyone to know that I've written a song about Black Lives Matter and it's coming out tomorrow on Juneteenth and all of the proceeds for the rest of my life and eternity are going to the following charities. And I'm just like, I'm trying, I I I don't have the luxury of doing that. And so it's like, it reminds me of when Radiohead put out that album and this was like in the early early to mid, whatever, like early 2000s, they put out Kid A, I forget what it was, Mm -hmm. or In Rainbows. And they were like, pay what you want. And everybody was like, pay what you want? fuck you. Like, like indie rockers were like, Mm -hmm. pay what you want. We can't, now we all have to do this shit. Right. I mean, that's what Patreon is now, right? Yes. And it, so it's like little by little, there is just a lot of pressure to, um, social media is like high school. It's like, it just feels like high school again. Like everyone's doing this thing now and you have to do it. And it's not even about altruism. So anyway, that's a really long answer way of saying it's difficult. It's uncomfortable. I'm doing it. Um, and um, yeah, you have a new single coming out tomorrow called yes. Broken Bottles. It's yes. so good. Thank I you. really love that song, Anya. And the Thanks. music video looks great that you made like over Zoom. Yeah. Oh, we made it not- over. My friend did it in Berlin and then I shot some footage here or Matt did. He shot footage of me singing and then my friend um, spliced it all together. But yeah, it's really cool. And I love the song and it's been like four years in the making. And, um, but yeah, writing songs right now, I'm not at all motivated to do that. I'm kind of into covering songs. Matt and I are doing some fun covers, not fun. They're like about strife and, and, unrest so we're gonna do that and donate the proceeds to charity so you're gonna do it yes we're doing an ep together okay yeah but but it's hard to write it's like what do i write i write a love song i mean i know that's important and that's like i just keep telling myself whenever i get down i listen to i i consume art and comedy and i want my favorite comedians to keep putting shit out and i don't need it to all be about this moment in time I would love to watch something that takes me out of this moment in time. 
I want to consume all of it, but I still need to check out or laugh. Yeah. Uh, I had someone write to me last night that they were, they thanked me for making them forget about their mortality for an hour. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, wow, I would have thought inside (laughs) with a bunch of people, that's all you would be able to think about. But um, that was the weirdest thing about coming back to it is like being like, what do people want to hear about? And like, how much do we address it? And like, yeah, is it weird to like, just try to trick people into like hearing a thing about dating or what you know what i mean that's where i was going i, I was know. like is this gonna work or are people gonna be like what are you but talking people about people still be fucking yo people still be yeah, people fucking. are still thinking about that stuff and it is i have to say there was a time two weeks ago where you go on instagram and if you posted anything that wasn't black lives matter it, I, I mean honestly i didn't see anyone who did no one was posting I, yeah. anything that wasn't black lives matter it was honestly unheard of and now Except my friends with kids, they're like, here's my kid in the bath. Oh my <laughs> God. You guys are still not aware of, what's but they're happening. holding a sign that says, say her name. You're like, okay, maybe just, we don't need to combine these two, but okay. Oh my God. No, it feels it's, a little manipulative guys, <laughs> but that's how people are getting it through is they'll just like kind of shoehorn some yeah. kind of message into a picture of like a, an apple pie they just baked or something. <laughs> Don't think um, I didn't think about that. I'm like broken bottles, broken hearts, broken, broken, broken promises. Mm, the government I make- <laughs> breaking. I wrote this song in 2016 when they're protesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, but, but what I'm saying is like, I, although I like was, I was astonished and like so overwhelmed and, and actually like impressed with our country and like, all the artists I follow that everyone could get on board with like this, let's just shut the fuck up for a minute. And yeah. all the white people that I know being like, <laughs> everyone just kind of came together and was like, no, let's yeah. all not do that anymore and do this. It was very unselfish for just a brief window. And, um, but now you go on and it's like one out of every 10 posts is black lives matter. And tomorrow right. it'll be one out of every 11. And I don't want it to ever go away, but there was no world in which nothing was ever go- like, you're never going to be able to say anything else. I mean, is that what anyone wanted was that for the rest of eternity, we don't put out anything that isn't related to it. Can I you mean, not say it? Doesn't that seem unrealistic? No, I don't think anyone. Yeah. They're, they're, that just isn't real. Exactly. So at some point we do have to talk about dating again, but yeah, that's true. It was a big, sorry. I have nothing to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big sacrifice though, from like Instagram. That's I think (laughs) for like an Instagram model, like being like, wow, they gave up like their color palette on their, their feed. It was so aesthetic. And then they just put a black square and it's so nice knowing like to them, they were like, this is the hardest thing I've done in months. Oh my God. And just to know that that was like, they were like, it hasn't gotten that many likes. Should I delete it? It's so funny. I accidentally clicked on some girl the other day because I was searching for a place or something. And um, I clicked on the place and then I saw this girl's ass. And I was just like, whoa. And I, uh, you have to click. So I clicked and it was just like, you know, something about veganism and every picture on her feed is her ass. But then she just had one black square. <laughs> but she went ba- right back to ass shot. Honestly, that, w- that wasn't even the Black Lives Matter. That was a, p- a close-up of her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so she, that was just a day that she got really um, inside on that. The phone just fell in between. Yeah, in between. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, talking about relationships it just feels... I'm trying to talk about on stage, like living at home with my parents. Like my current situation is so unique to me and like what I'm going through. And I don't have enough material about it, but 
people don't even understand why I'm living at home, what the deal is. I don't even understand it anymore. Like I could move out and get a place, but I just, I'm really stuck. I just don't know where to go next. There's nothing about my life right now that makes me feel famous at all. And I think that's why I feel so lost is not because I felt famous before this because I really didn't, but I am just so back to feeling like, what am I going to do with my life? Like I, it's probably good for me to feel yeah. this way because I feel 22 again. Like I, I, I honestly feel that young again and that um, confused about my future. There's a special right there for a pilot, 22 yeah. again, and it's Nikki Glaser <laughs> living with her parents. I would love that show. Being- I need a show like that right now. I know. I do feel 22 again. I'm like nervous about boys. I like, I, I was just talking to Emil, like a, we were just talking about it and like, I am so back to being just terrified of men. Like I, like, like I was in, in high school of like, I've never kissed a boy before. Like you might as well just like make, I, I really do feel like that again. Like I have gotten my place. I, I think my vagina has like sewn shut and gone yeah, back to, like, she's I got my hymen back again. She's, she's Benjamin <laughs> yeah. buttoned her, uh, she's Benjamin buttoned her sexual life. Yeah, I really feel like it. And it's just very confusing. I don't know what to do you with any of it. You haven't gotten your period, but it's probably just because you're pregnant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm waiting for my period to start any day. Uh, Dalia's DMing me. It's very confusing. During almost, I had to get one in. I'm sorry. Um, no comment. But uh Uh, Anyway, it was good to, (laughs) (laughs) if you stayed till the end, you got a little nugget there. Mm -hmm. Um, Anya, great talking to you. Thanks for- I love you. uh, Check out her new single, Broken Bottles, that comes out tomorrow, Anya Marina, uh, on Instagram. Emil Joachim, thank you for visiting. Come back to town soon, please, and hang out with me. Thank you for having me. It's been such a joy. We just hung out last night and like hung out with my parents. Wait, can we talk about my, our hang last night? your mom <laughs> yeah let's just talk like it's very nice for me to have my friends see my mom when she's had one too many but my mom is fucking hilarious dude like she is one of the funniest people i will ever know and she's getting and she used to just get drunk and always deny that she was drunk but now she like knows she's drunk when she's drunk which is just much better because like she'll say something like not gonna feel good tomorrow, but it's worth it, baby. <laughs> as, she's, <laughs> she just, as she's topping, as she's topping off the bus, she goes, "I gotta work tomorrow. It's gonna be a rough one." But I'm telling you, she literally said to me, Anya. She goes, <laughs> "So good." She goes, "This is gonna be painful tomorrow." Like I've never heard a drunk say while they're drunk, "I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna feel like shit tomorrow," right? Like and project into the future. And she right. was like, "Tomorrow I'm going to be in pain all day." And she's like, "But it's but it's worth." I gotta tell you. I wouldn't give it up for anything. And she like, that's how much my mom likes being fucked up. But I told Emil, what did I tell you when we pulled up? When you're driving, you're okay, like- Okay, so we, we did our show. Yeah. And then Emil and I drove back to my parents' house because I was like, I knew that they were going to be in a fun and frisky mood because my dad um, performed at a nursing home yesterday. And uh, I called so the local cute. news. I, I know. Look at my stories if you haven't seen it. Um, go on my Instagram. And so we got home and what did I say to you? You warned me. You're like, I'm, I just, I'm sorry. My mom, when she gets two glasses, she's like insane. And I was yeah. like, oh, I was probably not that bad. She was really funny. <laughs> she is. She, she, her, uh, she told someone to like open the window in the kitchen. 
And your dad was like, ah, why open the window? And then she was like, why open your window? Like she like mocked. <laughs> she boy. It was so mocks funny. my dad, but she just, my mom loves opening doors when she's drunk. It's really weird. She does these <laughs> things where she'll, she'll start calling people biatches. Like she takes on a different, like kind of, um, language when she's drunk, but she likes opening doors and windows. She wants, and she wants all the lights off. Oh and my god! She starts filming so people. Did you see at some point yeah. last night? She started yes. creepily filming everyone. She turns into an ant. That's what happens. Your mom <laughs> drinks and turns into an ant. She, she is. Um, she would shrug off something to herself. She would like say a common book. And she go, Ken, just Ken. <laughs> She'd be like, I hate him, Ken. And then she's like, Why did you even say you hate him? What are you talking about? Um. It was so Oh, she was saying how she had clothes from when she was 12. Oh, that something. was just a blatant lie. <laughs> Nikki, I have some of, because then she starts commenting on my looks and needs to tell me like, oh, I love that shirt, your hair. Like she just starts to giving me too many compliments. And then she's like, and I go, what's the oldest piece of clothing? I was just trying to make conversation to make her shut up and maybe focus on something. And I'm like, what's the oldest piece of clothing you own? Cause she was proud of me that I had a jacket from 2012. She was like, I am so impressed by that. And I was like, why? why? <laughs> You're just making no sense. And she was, and I go, what's the oldest piece of clothing you own? And she was like, I have a very adorable shirt from when I was 12 years old. And I go, no, you don't. No, you don't. And my dad goes, I'll give you a thousand bucks, Julie. If you can go f <laughs> find a piece of clothing from when you were 12. And she goes, shut up, EJ. And I'm like, we, I was like, please go look for it. Get out of here for an hour and go look for that shirt. She was like, you don't have cash. I haven't yeah. seen, seen the cash. <laughs> She's a good time. She yeah, is yeah. a good time. And uh, she is suffering at work today. I know <laughs> that. But I saw her this morning. She was like, she looked great. It was like nothing even happened last night. She's amazing. Uh, I got to go. That's a funny bit. We got to work that out. That whole premise about your mom, like there's something so endearing about someone being drunk enough to, but where they still have that little bit of self-awareness. That like they know mom. they're drunk. Like pouring themselves another glass being like, this is going to suck tomorrow. Yes. It's and so you can fully so waste it when she said that. Yeah. You can so relate, can't you? Like when you're I like, I'm eating this whole thing and I don't get, I know it's going to suck tomorrow. I yes. can relate. Yes. Of, oh, definitely like, this is like gonna binging suck. on something disgusting or even drinking. Like, but I don't think I had the awareness when I was wasted to know how much it would suck. I feel like when you're wasted, you can't really think about how it would ever feel bad again yeah. because you're oh, man. so wasted. I always remember like that. Uh, it, I'd have like two pieces of cake or three and just be so full and be like, I'm going in for a fourth. And I know this is going to be awful tomorrow. And I'm going to be like, why did you, or I'll be, I'll have to run or whatever I was doing. Yes. Years yes. ago. Like this is gonna, I'm going to have to work this off, but I'm doing it. You and, get hung you over know. from cake. Oh yeah. Oh, fully. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or just like, I know I'm going to wake up feeling like shit. Blow oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about years ago. I had a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the same thing. It's like, we've all, I, I've definitely been there where I'm stuffing my face and I'm like, you're not even hungry anymore, but this just tastes so good. And you know, you're going to hate yourself literally in 20 seconds, like not even tomorrow, 20 seconds. When you swallow this last piece, you're going to be so sad and you're going to feel like shit, but you still do it. So I guess I do relate to my mom after all. 
I love her. My parents are pretty cool. And like yesterday I got so many responses about my dad's performance that it was like the most touching thing ever to read how many people cried from watching my dad play. Meanwhile, none of us cried. <laughs> like <laughs> I was crying because it was like hot outside and I wanted to go. Uh, I wanted was to leave. so touching. I love how you champion him. It's really sweet. I mean, I was just proud of him for doing something cool. I wasn't really championing him. I was kind of bored and like, uh, why wouldn't I have gone to that? Everyone's like, you're such a good daughter. It's like, but I don't know. I guess I could have not gone. Next time I'll not go. I didn't know that was an option (laughs) to not champion. My mom didn't go. And I think she was jealous that I went and support. She was like, I would have supported. I would have gotten my whole team to go. And I'm like, what team? (laughs) You work with one woman. All my 12-year-olds that I'm on a team with. <laughs> yeah, she has all those shirts for 12-year-olds. Uh, Delia. Okay, I got to go. Thank you so much, Anya, for hanging out. Emil, thank you for hanging out. Noah, thank you for piecing this all together <laughs> and making a podcast out of it. Um, love you guys, and I will see you on Monday. Squirt, squirt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.